All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a head full of thoughts. Let's go. Uh, today, gang, we're going to hit that cancel culture stuff. A lot of stuff's going on. A lot of stuff has been going on. Uh, and and like a lot of shit in America, it, it, things have been taken to an extreme. I'll hit on it later on in the show, but in the beginning, I thought cancel culture was legit. Now, again, we, we've taken it to an extreme and canceling versus getting your consequences they, they've kind of melded together, right? And so now it's almost like you can't fart without saying excuse me without someone accusing you of cancel culture. But we're going to get into that. Probably the biggest and the, the example that stands out in my mind when it comes to cancel culture is Kevin Hart. Now, I can't remember which one of those award shows that I don't give two shits about that he lost his gig on. But the reason was, if y'all remember... Hold on, let me move this here microphone. The reason, if y'all remember, Kevin Hart made a joke during a comedy concert saying that if his son ended up gay, he would punch him in the chest or something to that effect. Kevin Hart was called out. Kevin Hart, more importantly, was called out by the LGBT community. Now, this is what I will give Kevin Hart credit for. Kevin Hart listened. Kevin Hart heard the LGBTQ nation tell him, you know, on top of the fact that it just wasn't funny, you are you you are lending credibility to hate. Beating up someone because they are gay, because they are lesbian, because they are bisexual, because they are trans, you, you are minimizing it to simply a punchline. What, what makes you rich, Kevin, what makes people sit in those seats and say, ha, 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 is my real life. And to Kevin's credit, he listened. He wrote down every single word. Kevin Hart actually put in the work. And if I'm not mistaken, he's deleted that. He, he's taken that out, out of his catalog. Kevin Hart learned. His lesson, he did. And if I'm fucking up this story, someone hit me up. Let me know. But I'm recalling the uh, accounts as I remember them. Gang, what's the point of growth? What's the point of evolution if you don't get credit for that growth and evolution? There's not a single person out there. And I put myself on top of the trash heap who hasn't misspoken. Have you learned from it? Have you worked to better yourself? Have you moved forward? Right? Now, years later, because it's not like this happened on Monday and on Friday he was asked to do the award show. This was literally like five, ten years before that. Kevin was like, oh, yeah, I'll host whatever XYZ show that was. It's an honor. Then someone dug off into his past and found that joke. Hey, Kevin, you need to apologize for this. And I think he did the first time around. It's like, okay, yeah, I I know I I got calling my pants down. I've already done the work, but yeah, I'm sorry. Then it was like something else 
Now they're getting closer. Then another group was like, Kevin, you need to apologize. And that's when Kevin was like, you know what? Keep your fucking show. Because I remember listening to an interview with him because it was like, well, when, where does it stop for him? How many more times does he have to apologize? Kevin put in the work. He did. And he got canceled. Now that I don't agree with. I don't agree with it. Again, gang, I we have all said shit. And, I, and one thing I've tried to get into the head of others, again, I, I am not the second coming of Derek Thomas. I am not. But I did enjoy a little bit more celebrity than just the average person who sits behind a desk for a living, right? And I've told people this when they've kind of gone in on, you know, athletes and celebrities. If you fuck up, you fuck up. Don't get me wrong. You need to pay the price. But I said the only difference kind of between us and y'all is that our worst moments are always caught on tape. It's not an excuse. I'm not asking for sympathy. That that That's your trade-off, right? Again, you want millions of dollars, you're going to name on a bubblegum card, you're, you're just going to get scrutinized harder. That That's part of it. But when you fuck up, again, it'd be one thing if Kevin Hart just said, ah, you freaking queers, you're just being overly sensitive. No, Kevin put in the work. So again, imagine your worst moment being caught on tape Every time you try to take a step forward, someone hit the play button, even though that may not be you anymore. So in that regard, no, I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I am not. I am not. But there are times where it's not canceling. It's consequences. Again, let's go back to Kevin. He fucked up. There's no question about it. But then he put in the work. He apologized. That, to me, is cancel culture. Now, some of these things I'm about to talk about today, they don't strike me as cancel culture. They strike me as consequence culture. Now, I'm old enough to remember corporal punishment. Y'all remember corporal punishment? Boy, we, oh, God, my ass. Still, I think there's still skin missing on the back of my ass and off of my thighs. From that goddamn belt and those switches, got to be more careful. And I tell people all the time, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it the exact same way. Pain, tears, whippings, beat, all of it. And here's the reason why. I can't speak for everyone else's experience, but I never once confused what my dad was doing with, his, with a lack of love for his youngest kid. That's that just wasn't our youngest son. That just wasn't uh, it never crossed my mind. And here's the reason why. Like, let's say it was my room. You come in. I need this room squared away. Clean it up. 15 minutes later, come back. I haven't done a goddamn thing. Now, this is the second time I told you to get that room L7. Go, go squared away. You come back a third time, haven't even moved a fucking sock off the floor. Well, at that point, it is no longer, when he's pulling the belt off of his waist, it was no longer about the room not being up to his standards. It was a disrespect I showed him by not doing what he told me to do. My point is, your negative actions, they bring about consequences. 
And it doesn't stop when you move out of your parents' house. Your Any relationship you have, there will be consequences for stepping outside the bounds of that relationship, regardless of the relationship. When you go to work, if you don't own your own company, you are following someone else's rules. You step outside the bounds of those rules, there are going to be consequences. And that's what I'm saying. In this country, we tend to take things to an extreme. Cancel culture has now been melded into consequence culture. And now let's jump right into one of them. My future ex-wife. And because I still love her, and this is still going to happen, we're going to take our very first hit of Hendrix to Gina Carano. Hold on. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, I like Gina Carano. I enjoyed watching her fight. I like her movies. I never really got into The Mandalorian, but hey, she was in it. And... God damn, she's hot, isn't she? Woo! Got to be more careful. I love Gina Carano. Now, something tells me politically she and I wouldn't agree on shit. And that's okay. I I like disagreement. You want to know why? You learn shit. You never learn anything valuable during times of comfort. So I'm all for Gina speaking up even if it goes against my opinions, my values, any of that crap. Speak up, Gina. Speak the fuck up. But here's the thing about Gina. Gina wasn't canceled, despite what the Ben Shapiro's and Michael Noel and all these other assholes will tell you. Gina Carano was not canceled. Gina Carano paid the consequences for stepping outside the bounds of a relationship. Now, again, if you watch the Ben Shapiro shows and shit like that, they make it sound like a one and done, and it's the unearned victim's battle cry that you have no idea. They're silencing conservatives. They're not silencing conservatives. Now, Gina was told on many occasions by the people who own the mouse ears, Disney, Gina, we need you to shut the fuck up. Can you hear Pop in the background? I'm sure he's barking out a squirrel. Little Thundar the Barbarian, he's so tough. Papa, shut the fuck up. But Gina was told to shut the... See, like Papa, I just told Papa to shut the fuck up. They told Gina Carano, shut the fuck up. They didn't say stop believing what you believe in. They didn't say stop being a conservative. But her controversial tweets are a reflection reflection. Of the mouse ears. Now, here's the thing. This again, I've been harping on you capitalistic pigs for a little bit, and I'm going to continue in this episode. This is literally when you should be jerking off all over yourself. If Gina Carano opens up Gina Carano Studios Incorporated, Gina Carano can say and do whatever the fuck she wants. And why? Because when you own Gina Carano Incorporated and you're Gina Carano, you get to reap all the benefits. But you also get to absorb all the costs when you fuck up. 
And when Gina continued to put out these fucking controversial ass tweets, it was a reflection on her boss, the mouse. Now the last one, and this is what they always focus on. That last tweet, like she only did one, therefore she's being targeted because she's a conservative. No, sir. There was a list of shit. Again, how easy is it not to do something? They didn't tell someone with a mental illness to just stop being sad. They didn't tell someone with an addiction to just stop using. They said, stop tweeting controversial shit, Gina. Now, that last one, Gina Carano first started off with the fact, and it is a fact, that in World War II Nazi Germany, Jews committed crimes against other Jews. They did. That is as factual as Africans sold Africans to white guys. They did. That's a fact. That is not up for debate. But then Gina committed the cardinal sin that no one should ever do, and that is to compare a plight to the Holocaust. Just like I said over uh, when COVID was kicking in and people were talking about slavery. The only thing to compare to slavery is actual slavery. Your inability to go out dancing, eat at overpriced restaurants, that's not slavery. It's called CDC fucking guidelines, Karen. Again, if you can order a $17 kale smoothie with wheatgrass, protein powder, make sure it's gluten-free. You're not in fucking slavery. Gina fixed her mouth to say that being a conservative is like being a Jew in the Holocaust. And the other than it's fucked up and she shouldn't have said it, she was in power. Her man was in power. Trump was the fucking president. You want to talk about being a sore fucking winner, Gina? There, there is absolutely, positively no Zip, zero comparison to the Holocaust in that situation. So after being told repeatedly to shut the fuck up, Gina Carano, she suffered consequences. She wasn't canceled. She wasn't canceled. Now she's going to go and work for fucking Ben Shapiro's monkey ass, who apparently is a failed screenwriter. Did y'all know that? Yeah. And I've, other than it's just kind of a conservative talking point and a tagline, oh, I hate Hollywood. Uh, why? Uh, uh, Hollywood, uh, liberal, uh, uh, Hollywood. Okay. And he shut the fuck up. But apparently he's pitched more than one screenplay to Hollywood, and they have turned him all down. So he's just kind of a little butt-hurt little boy. But I guess now she's going to act on some of Ben Shapiro's shit. He is going to ruin a good actress. Got to be more careful. But again, Gina Carano, guess what? Not canceled. Gina Carano suffered consequences. Now, believe it or not, to get a little courage for this one, I'm going to hit a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Mm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. 
There was this asshole in the mid-1990s. He played Texas football for the University of Texas at Austin, and he didn't suck. This asshole's name was Robert Reed. Maybe you've heard of him. Since Robert didn't suck, Robert was constantly on the mic, doing interviews, print, electronic media. I liked it. Obviously, I don't have a problem with public speaking. It's kind of natural for me. There was a reporter. We all had a great relationship with this guy. Let's call him John Jones. And John was good at his job. One, two, always treated us fairly. That's why we liked him. And three, we to this day, pardon me, how the fuck he did it, we have no idea. And he, he would just break our balls. It was fun. Like, did he get you? Yeah, he got me too. He could always find us a nugget of slightly embarrassing, inf- not humiliating, but just enough to break your balls on live TV, right? And again, you never saw it coming. And it was a uh, summer camp. And for those that know what summer camp is, it's fucking terrible. And there was no, it's what starts in August. And you do that pretty much all the way up until the first week of school. You have your week of practice and then you play a game. He was doing the interview and, and this is true. This is true. The embarrassing thing that he found on me for this one interview was Robert Reed actually hums the Russian national anthem before every game. That is a fact. I used to do it. Don't ask me why. It just, it was my tradition. And he busted it out out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, why don't you crank out a couple bars of that Russian national anthem? And I knew he got me. Now, this happened in 1995, guys. And I vowed then after I, you know, took my cuts like a man, I would never repeat it. So I'm not going to say what I said. But I made the comment that, you know, hey, that, that kind of gets me all jazzed up. And with no game to play, I made a comment that was so polar opposite to my personality. That was the joke, right? It's like going to a guy who's six foot seven, 350 pounds of pure muscle and going up and calling him tiny, right? But here's the thing about that joke. And I've said this about jokes before when people have fallen flat and I'm like, oh, it's a joke. Jokes are only as funny as the laughter they receive. What I joked about wasn't the least bit fucking funny. Not at all. Do you know what happened the next day? Again, John Jones got up, and y'all have seen reporters do this before. Uh, yesterday, I laughed at an incredibly inappropriate joke by horrible person, Robert Reed. Now, we here at this station, uh, his horrible joke is in no way, shape, or form a representation of our pure-as-white-driven snow Christian values that we hold so dear. We hate Robert Reed. He has an incredibly small micro-penis that is always flaccid, chronic halitosis, he kicks puppies, and we hope he dies tonight. They completely separated themselves from me, and they should have. I said something fucked up. The next day, I got called in 
to the sports information director's office. Now, again, I was a media darling. They couldn't wait to stick a mic in front of my face. Let's see what he's going to say this time. And they told me, you have earned yourself a two-week media ban. You cannot do any interviews at all whatsoever. You are being punished. Now, I bring that up because, one, to show you, no one's, like Mama used to say, ain't no one in this house above an ass whooping. I fucked up, too. But I remember because I was thinking about my future ex-wife, Gina Carano, when I made a video about it saying she wasn't canceled, she paid the consequences. Someone came at me with, you know, that, and I think it's kind of the talking, the return talking point. Well, when they come for you and they will come for it's like, shut the fuck up, drama queen. They already did come for me. And you know what? I called down to thunder and goddamn it, I got it. Robert Reed was not canceled that day, gang. Robert Reed paid the consequences. I should not have said what I said. It wasn't funny. Again, your comedy, when all you do is punch down, when you punch at a group that is defenseless, it's not a fucking joke, asshole. And yeah, I'm talking to 21-year-old me. So I get this out of my teeth. If your comedy includes punching down, you're not being a comedian. You're being a fucking bully. Gina Carano. Got what she deserved. Robert Reed in 1995 got what he deserved. Neither one of us were canceled. We paid the consequences for our bad actions. That's the way it goes, gang. Moving right along. And as we move along, let's have a little bit more of this. Goddamn Hendrix, hold on. Gin and truth. Let's go. I still need to get Hendrix to sponsor this shit. Nothing else, maybe a free bottle a week. Fuck him. Let's do it. Josh fucking Holly. Remember that asshole? And again, it's. I said this in my Twitter video. You know, it's funny how the people who've been accusing everyone else of cancel culture are the biggest perpetrators of it. January the 6th. Who the fuck will ever forget that? Not me. Josh Hawley's monkey ass walking in to the Capitol with his fist raised to the mob. Yeah, that's right. I called him a fucking mob. He literally became the face of the first American insurrection in over 200 years. Simon Schuster is a private publishing company. And just like what Major League Baseball did to Georgia, Simon Schuster did to his monkey ass. You do not align with our values. We don't want to get in bed with you. They didn't cancel Josh fucking Holly. Josh fucking Holly paid the consequences for being an insurrectionist asshole, a traitor to this country. And Simon Schuster said, we don't want to be a part of whatever bullshit you're selling. And then Megan McCain's monkey ass got up there on The View and started talking about cancel culture and the slippery slope. 
But where does it all stop? I don't know where it stops, Megan, but I can tell you where it fucking begins. And it's with an American traitor. I don't want his face. My boss fucking is an upstanding ass dude. And if Josh Hawley was in my line of work, and if Clayton put pen to paper and realized that Josh Hawley could increase our revenue by 70%, but it was still fucking Josh Hawley, Clayton would say, go somewhere else. Even now during the pandemic revenue, when all everyone's business is being cut. My boss has enough spine to not just look us in the face, look himself in the mirror and say, I'm not going to bring this guy on. He's an asshole. Megan McCain and her monkey ass. Josh Hawley signed a contract with Simon Schuster. They weren't adoption papers. They don't owe him shit. And again, it's like, oh, he's being silenced because he's a conservative. You're not being silenced because you're a conservative. You're paying consequences because you're an asshole. There's a difference. And you know the fucked up thing is? Here's the fucked up thing. Again, it's amazing how with them, sometimes, it, it's if it's good enough for the goose, sometimes it's not good enough for the gander. Again, Simon Schuster is a private company. They made a decision that fits their company's values. Now, the hardcore, especially the religious conservatives, isn't that exactly what they said about that baker in Denver that did not want to bake a cake, excuse me, for a gay couple? Remember that? Well, uh, it's a uh, private business, Robert. I mean, I'm, 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 shut the fuck up. If it's the private business decision to not bake a cake for two gay people, then it's Simon Schuster's private decision not to get in bed with Josh fucking Hawley. You can't have it all 952, 7,000 ways, conservative Christians. Don't talk about fucking private business over here, but then say cancel culture over there. My personal opinion on the gay baking shit, fuck them. I think he's a bigot. He's not a bigot, Robert. It's just his religious and his religious beliefs make him a fucking bigot. Josh Holly, put him on the list. You weren't canceled, Jack. You paid the consequences. There's an enormous difference. Kevin Sorbo's monkey ass. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I like to fuck with this dude. He doesn't pay me any goddamn attention, but his fan club does. There was a string of uh, 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 conservatives. I think that's when they were starting that parlor shit. And they did. Several of them were losing thousands of followers. They played victim. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if that shit was staged. But it was just another opportunity for them to do what they always do, and that's to play victim. Right? They're targeting me because I'm a conservative. Are you sure that's it? Or maybe just so happened to be a conservative and people just found out you're a fucking asshole. They don't want to follow you anymore. Again, it's Twitter, Jack. 
It's not prison. You can't keep them there. Kevin Sorbo was also one of the first ones to fix his crooked-ass mouth to say that he's being silenced because he's a conservative. They're going to be ready to cancel me. I'm going to go to parlor. Can you hear Papa? Apparently, he didn't get to shut the fuck up notice that Gina got. Maybe I should cancel Papa. Papa, you want to pay some consequences? Papa doesn't want to pay any consequences. But look here, gang. I'm going to keep going on Kevin fucking Sorbo. But as usual, I'm looking at the clock. I'm pushing up on the time limit so you know what time it is. I'm going to put another ice block in this Hendrix because now it's I'm in Central Texas and it's the ambient temperature of the surface of the fucking sun. So everything's melting right now. I'm going to go drain the weasel and I'll be back to wrap up part two of this fucking episode. Gin and truth. Let's go.